When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel. She is Abby Schnabel. I am Noah Hiles. Abby, it's time once again that we break down some college sports, and this is the week. It has finally arrived. College football season is here. Teams have reported to training camps throughout the country. Uh, Some teams are trying to hopefully report to a training camp next year. That involves a different conference. We'll talk (laughs) about that in this show. But first, I think we need to get into uh, some local stuff stuff excuse me i'm all over the place uh but before we do all that before i gather myself i need to know how are you how was your week how's your first week of football season in pittsburgh oh you know staying busy i think it's funny that uh uh you know training camp has started and i'm working on a story about an oklahoma state player so a little far away from from pittsburgh but he's a local kid so it's it's all very exciting i'm excited Football, football is everywhere, and especially there are Western Pennsylvania football ties everywhere. But on the note of college football in this area, um, obviously Pitt, Penn State, different expectations for their season, a lot of different storylines. I think two very interesting teams uh, for this season as far as predictions go. But I think one common thread that both of them have is there's a lot riding on how their quarterback plays. There are high expectations for both of these quarterbacks and a different set of expectations. Um, And in one case, you have the old guy, it's his final season, new team. How's it all going to work? And on the other side, you have a young guy who's supposed to be this incredible player. And he could be someone that takes a program to heights. It really hasn't been to in a very long time. So there's a lot of pressure on both of these guys. I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say, oh, you know, the most important player in the, on the team is the quarterback. It's, it's going to, you know, all come down to how well the quarterback plays. That, yeah, you can point that out for many teams, but I think specifically for Pitt and Penn State, these are two instances where the quarterbacks have an immense amount of pressure on them. Abby, as someone, you know, who follows around with both of these schools, who follows both of these schools, who do you think has more pressure on them this fall? Is it Phil Dracovic or is it Drew Aller? I think it's Drew Aller. And, and, you know, you look at just the fact that that Phil Dracovic only has one year of eligibility left. Um, so already the pressure is less on him because no matter what happens this season, he, he's, he's done. Whereas Drew Aller is really, you know, got his whole college career ahead of him. Um, and he's, he's taking over a major program and is supposed to be the future of said program. I mean, he's a very young QB. Um, he's replacing veteran Sean Clifford, who Penn State loves, like Penn State idolizes him. Um, I'm sure if they could build a statue outside the stadium of him at this point, they might, um, uh, maybe. Some people uh, like him. Some people don't. But well, yeah, you know, he yeah. was very. He had a very, successful career there. Yes. Exactly, and yeah. people and and they liked him within the program. Mm-hmm. And but here's the thing: is Drew Aller has more natural uh, ability, in my 
opinion. He's a five star uh, coming out of high school. And and the other thing is, is that he is really may, maybe aside from one other position group, he's really the only untested group position within Penn State system. I mean, he's got an insane supporting cast around him. Like, their defense is solid. Their backfield solid. Their offensive line is solid. So he's really the only one that has to really show what he can do. And if he can't put it all together, then that looks really bad on him because he does have such an amazing group of teammates to kind of feed off of, to learn from, and, and and to facilitate. And so I think he just has more pressure from that aspect simply because, you know, he he's the only one that's really, really, truly untested. And he has to show that he can kind of carry a team, even though he is young. And, and he needs to show this season that he is the future of Penn State if he wants to keep that starting QB job. Um, which which just makes it to me that's a lot more pressure than than a guy like Phil Jerkovic who just simply you know doesn't have as much time as Drew Aller left. Um, but that doesn't mean Phil Jerkovic doesn't have any pressure. I mean, you've got the the pressure of being back in his hometown. You also have the pressure of you know Pitt really wanting to kind of get back to that um, success that they had a few years ago um, under Kenny Pickett and. You know, they think Phil Dracovic's the guy to do that. And so, I don't know. They both have a, a lot of pressure. I just personally think due to his age and his is the people around him, Aller has more. Yeah, I, I'll just play devil's advocate uh, and, and argue for Phil, although I'm not sure, really. Because, I mean, Aller, one way you could look at Drew Aller is he's being handed the keys to a Ferrari and saying, don't wreck it. I mean, if you look at what he has around him, they brought in some really good receiver talent from the transfer portal. They have probably the second best running back duo in that conference behind Michigan, who has probably the best running back in the country. So, I mean, they have a great backfield. They have a really strong offensive line, one that's going to be a lot better than I think it was last year. Their defense is loaded in all three levels from you know the front to the linebackers to the secondary there are all Americans all over that field for Penn State. And really, Aller is the missing piece. And I don't think Aller has to be the best player on that team for Penn State to win 11 games and get into the college football playoff, or at least get to the Big Ten championship. Um, the pressure for Aller is really two things. One, don't lose to a team you're not supposed to. And there's enough talent around him where – if they lose a game to an inferior opponent, more often than not, it's probably going to be because he played poorly. So he has that weighing on him. And two, you know, the other thing that's really going to weigh on him is, look, man, your best game of the season, it's going to need to come against Michigan or Ohio State. And that's a lot of pressure knowing that, hey, you, you know, you can, you can be off against Rutgers or whomever else you play in the Big Ten, that's fine. But, you, you know, you, you have guys that can bail you out. But everyone needs to be great against Ohio State and Michigan, especially you. And if you make mistakes or if you're unable to simply make a few big plays, this team's just going to go 10-2 and two again. And that's still pretty good. But this marks, I think, Drew Aller is this team's window for a playoff appearance. And, and I think there is maybe a little less pressure because he does have next year, I think anyone who kind of looks at Penn State's roster says, 
yes, this year they should be very good, but (laughs) next year they should be even better. And so maybe he has, this is a year for him to show stuff where he can leave a little bit to be desired to come back. But if it goes catastrophically wrong, what, what do you do? You know, there, there's, there's just a lot because this was a guy some people wanted Sean Clifford to be benched for. They said, why don't we just get it on and over with now? He has more raw talent, especially after they lost to Ohio State and Michigan. It's why, why, what do we even care? Why aren't we just preparing for next year? Um, and there's just a lot of stock in this guy. But if I were to play devil's advocate, I think you could argue that Phil Dracovic has more pressure just because of his personal situation. This is his third team. This is his final collegiate season. Drew Aller, if he goes out and just has an average year, he has two more seasons where he can prove himself at the college level and get himself a a really solid NFL opportunity. Phil Dracovic, if he gets hurt, if he doesn't perform up to par, if the offensive line doesn't work out, if the receivers don't build chemistry, if anything goes wrong, this guy's done. There's no more football to be had. I mean, he, he'll probably get some type of training camp invite or something, but a good year for Phil Dracovic. I mean, we've seen at Pitt what can happen when a veteran quarterback makes the most of his final year of eligibility. And on that note, and like you talked about, I think that's another element of pressure that goes on Phil Dracovic. There's a very big shadow that still exists on the South side that he has to live under. It's quite literally on the other side of the wall of his practice (laughs) facility. Everywhere you go in that building, people are talking about Kenny Pickett. They're talking about Kenny Pickett in the Steelers facility because he's the new quarterback and he's exciting. And they're still talking about him at Pitt too. Wow, man. When we had Kenny, we did this. What we achieved under Kenny, we need a leader like Kenny. When the offense was humming under Kenny, that's a lot of pressure for a guy that when they faced each other in college, Phil Dracovic outplayed Kenny Pickett in 2020 and Kenny Pickett was a little banged up that game. And I think Kenny Pickett (laughs) still played well, but, and I don't think it was Kenny Pickett's fault that Pitt lost that game, but it was certainly Phil Dracovic's fault that Boston college won. And that's the type of player that I think a lot of Pitt fans are hoping to get. They're hoping to get that, that guy that they've been watching since he was in high school, winning state championships at, at Pine Richland, the guy who went to Notre Dame and was this highly touted high school American recruit who it didn't work out at Notre Dame. And then it looked like it was going to start to work out at Boston college, but it kind of fell apart there too. And what's it going to be? Can he stay healthy? Can he get back in rhythm with Signetti? Can, can he really be what honestly this team hoped Keaton Slovis would be last year, which is simply an above average quarterback who cannot make mistakes. That's all Pitt needs. And granted, if, if Cliff or not Clifford, if Aller is that for Penn state, an above-average quarterback that doesn't make mistakes, that team might be in the college football playoff. Whereas Phil Dracovic, if he's like that, the team might make the ACC championship. And for both of those programs, I mean, that's really the best you can hope for. I don't think Pitt is in a spot this year where they should be hoping for one of the top four spots in the country. But I do think that Pitt is in a spot where they couldn't can compete to get back to Charlotte. So it comes down to both of them simply – not disappointing, not making mistakes, staying healthy, and just being the guy that their team needs them to be. And while Aller has some pressure because he's young, I think Aller has a lot more to work with on the offensive side of the ball compared to Phil. And Aller also doesn't have father time breathing down his neck. 
So that would be why if I were to make an argument on Phil's behalf, even though I think it's hard because Aller, I mean, let's just face it. The stakes are a lot higher at Penn State and it's a it's a bigger program. So there's going to be 100,000 people breathing down your neck every home game as opposed to 40,000 at Pitt. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for both guys. It's going to be very interesting because I think, like I said, you could say it for a lot of teams throughout the country, but these two teams specifically, if it goes well with the quarterback, this could be a great season for both squads. And if it goes poorly with the quarterback, this could be catastrophic. Yep. And, you know, for Penn State, if you if you underperform, you might see some guys get frustrated and who knows what happens there. For Pitt, it's a catastrophe in the sense where it's this is our third quarterback in three years. This is twice in a row we try to get a guy out of the transfer portal. Is this offense really working? So there's a lot at stake here for both of these guys. Absolutely. We'll switch over now to a big picture, uh, big picture uh, topic in the world of college football. It deals with the ACC and potentially the Big Ten. Who knows what Florida State <laughs> wants to do? And that's what we'll talk about now is, is realignment. We've talked about realignment all summer. I've voiced my opinion and I've voiced my actual reporting based upon what I've talked about with numerous athletic directors, ACC front office people. I don't know. Just anyone who knows anything about this and try to say, Time in and time again, there is nowhere these ACC teams can go unless they can find a loophole that they weren't able to find for the last however many years. They're stuck. Yet one of them keeps <laughs> crying and complaining. Oh, we're poor. We need money. Oh, that's why we can't win. We're poor. Florida State, my God, Abby. Is this becoming the most annoying team in college football? I think you have to make an argument that this is this is ridiculous, right? Well, you know, the thing for me is is it's absolutely ridiculous. And and I don't know. Like, you know, them talking about the numbers and being like we're one of the most profitable teams, like we should be making more money. I don't know where the evidence is to back that up. Just because, you know, I mean, people were surprised when when Florida State football was ranked or like preseason voted where they were voted just because a lot of it just doesn't add up and like you know I get it you're you're trying to argue for for your program you're trying to argue for a better situation because because it is it does suck all around for the ACC teams um I mean it sucks all around for any team that's not in the Big Ten or SEC you know we are really getting into this area of super conferences but at the same time like man, at what point do you just have to like sit there and suck it up? Like, I know you want to better your situation, but what, like you said, there's nowhere to go. There's one, there's no way out right now. And two, I don't really think Florida State is necessarily this program that these other conferences really want. I do. I do. I mean, okay. recent history has not been kind to Florida State, no doubt about it. They really haven't been that great of a team since Jameis Winston left. But, I mean, if you go back to the pre-college football playoff era, I mean, this is one of the most storied programs in the history of college football. They have a huge following. They fill that stadium up, and it's definitely the second biggest football brand in the ACC behind Clemson. I think historically it's it's a lot bigger than Clemson, right? Where they're at now, I think you could 
go back and forth on whatever. But my, my whole thing is this with Florida State. And Chris Peak from PantherLayer.com pointed this out on Twitter. I got to give him a shout out because, you know, I, I noticed it from him. But it's also just something that really clicked when I saw him say it was, you know, Florida State will say, we have a big brand and other schools with big brands feel the same way. Blah, blah. It's like, why are they not talking then? <laughs> why, are they, why are you the only one that keeps talking about this? Great. Clemson talked about it a while back. And other schools like Miami and, and North Carolina, they were part of the Magnificent Seven. No doubt about that. That happened. But since that, since all that, since those spring meetings, since those stories ran, since all of that circus kind of cooled down, the only one who is still crying and complaining about any of this, publicly at least, is Florida State. And if you go back and look, Gabby, less than a week ago, well, a week ago now, a team literally moved from one power conference to another. And its head coach, that team, Colorado, loves to talk. He will talk about anything, whenever, wherever, if there's a camera around. There was no mention of this. There was no threat. There was no, I demand this. It just happened. The teams that actually relocate, that realign, there's no threat. There's no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, no, they just do it. They I mean, don't make a big scene out of it. USC didn't do it. UCLA didn't do yeah. it. Texas didn't do it. Oklahoma didn't do it. I, I mean, no one does this stuff. So what Florida State's doing, it's just, they're just trying to create some leverage. They're trying to strong arm Jim Phillips into kind of expediting this thing that he said was already approved. The success reward formula or whatever the exact term of it is in next year, the ACC is going to have a revenue split that goes into rewarding teams that have success. Now that's based on postseason success. And so they want, I'm sure a little bit more of that, but Hey, Florida state, if you make the playoffs, you can make yourselves more money. How about you go better than eight and four and we'll see it. I think they can do that this year. I picked them to win the league, but that's at the same time. I mean, this team hasn't been relevant since I was in college. Yeah. So what are we doing here? They just, it's a bunch of freaking babies, man. And you you made the point for me is I was going to say, I can tell you exactly when and where I was when um, UCLA and USC announced that they were joining the Big Ten. Granted, I was covering the Big Ten at that time, so it was yeah. a little bit bigger of a deal for me and um, the paper I was working for, and we were at our football uh, planning meeting, so all eyes were kind of on that. But again, it just happened. Like, in the, and the same thing with Texas and Oklahoma. It was one day they weren't, and then all of a sudden they were. And so, I don't know. It just feels like Florida State, like you said, is just trying to strong arm. It's, they're trying to make a big deal out of something that, frankly, it doesn't seem like the conferences want. Like, you know, for, again, first of all, you can't get out of the ACC right now. You're, you're, kind, you're really locked into the contract that you're in. And second of all, it just if, – if, the conferences wanted you, it would be happening. It would have been announced that you'd be joining XYZ conference in whenever the ACC uh, contract is over. Like that's I think the they thing. would take them, but it's, I just think that all those conference commissioners are like, yeah, man. I mean, if you can make it happen, sure. But like, yeah. it's like someone saying like, if I give you a dollar or if you give me one of your dollar, if you give me a dollar, I can turn it into a million. Like, it's like, I don't <laughs> think you can do that. But sure, man. Yeah, go for it. And yeah. like, I'm, they're probably just saying, yeah, he, he, it's not going to happen. That guy's crazy. But like, <laughs> if it does end up happening, great. But, and, uh, and you know, I saw some other arguments where it's, 
maybe some ACC teams just want this to happen. Where, A, if you don't want to be here, then leave. B, they're going to have to pay a lot of money to get out. And that money's going to go into the other ACC team's pockets. C, if there's one less team in the ACC, everyone gets a bigger slice of the pie. Yep. And D, I mean, it's just one less team to compete against, and you got a better shot at the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. So I I will argue that Florida State's brand does bring value. There are are more Florida State fans for football than there are for Pitt, Virginia, Virginia Tech. I mean, it's just a bigger fan base. It just is. But you you can't just say how big your brand is and not – I mean, there, there are opportunities for you to make more money if you actually won. And it just seems like someone wants a lot of money for, as a way to compensate for, hey, you know, you could have made more money also if you just took care of business. And now mm-hmm. that they might be competitive, now they're thinking, oh, crap, well, we just got a good team and now we're not going to be able to compete against X, Y, It's like, no, 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 let's just worry about this and not worry about things that are impossible. I get the concern that ACC teams have, but at this point in the season – I mean, the, the, the season literally kicks off later this month. Like, yep. take take action. Don't go to Twitter. Don't have your <laughs> former quarterback on Twitter saying it, it's 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 not a matter of if, but who and when. What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? So, mm. Abby, that's all I got. You have any final thoughts? Nope. You know, training camp's here. We've been talking about it first since since basketball and the football was coming and it and it's here <laughs> so sure buckle is. up <laughs> all right hit, hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and keep tuning in we'll have all pittsburgh sports coverage that you need here on the post gazette sports now youtube channel and podcast network take care thank you for checking out this content from post gazette sports if you like the video please like it and subscribe to our youtube channel if you enjoyed it on apple podcasts please rate us five stars in apple Podcasts. for six months of digital access to post gazette.com for just six dollars click the link down in the description